Hello and welcome to the Midweek War Stories as your no-so crew goes on a little deep dive for the second shows for WCW and WWF. Can't wait. Fucking glory days of WCW. WWF trailing from behind, but we'll see if they can catch up. I'm looking forward to this. What's going on with the NWO this week? Yep. Is Sting going to talk? Dungeon of Doom. I can't wait. Is, is Goldberg ever going to lose? I cannot wait to see this shit. Oh, yeah. The Cruiserweights. Dude, Bret Hart is a heel. Fucking yeah, great, dude. You know, frustrated isn't the goddamn word for it. That's all, all right. I'm saying. Oh, what, what, what shows are you guys talking about? Uh, 97? I think March? I've I've got PTSD. I think I've just gone back in my mind to early 98. So, we're talking about Thunder and SmackDown. Oh, dude, I can't wait for Tyson at Mania. Holy I've, fuck, dude. I watched Thunder and Shotgun Saturday night. For, for for February 98. For I, March 22nd. I gotta for, be honest, I watched Taboo Tuesday from 04. <laughs> well, we're all over the place, so this will be a hell of a podcast. So, But we're just. We're talking about SmackDown Thunder, not. I can only imagine that in 2000, those people will still be crushing the WWF. There's, nothing's gonna stop them. Nothing. It would mean. It would take a collapse of epic proportions. To change this course of history. Well, I'm your host. That's like, like someone have to like kick Bret Hart's head off. Like, come on. Like, what are we doing? I'm your host, Joseph you Lussell. Got a brother who's, I'm with who's the. It. I'm here with the delusional human wrestling database, Corey Mack. I can't take all the bad. My mind has reverted back to a happy time. And his co-pilot on that uh, flight going <laughs> that down. Magical hill. mystery tour. The ch- ch- chosen one, Mike Weevil. Spend my days working hard on the go, but the hands on the clock keep spinning too slow. I can't wait to be alone with my baby tonight. I love Double J, man. He's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Joe, come back. (laughs) Joe. Well, for that being said, uh, good night. No, we're going to be talking about Thunder and SmackDown for the week of March 22nd, 23rd. Are we ever going to get to WrestleMania? We well, might. Hell. We might. One of these days. It's it's December of the year 2018 all over again for us. Or 2019. Yeah. There was that spell there. <laughs> it just yappa pie all over <laughs> us right now. So let's get into it. What a fuck a yappa pie. I had a dream that Hogan yappa pied all over you, Joe. <laughs> Brother. Tell Linda Hogan, she's a real yappa pie. He didn't even apologize for it. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Terry Yappapie. Terry Yappapie. Oh, 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 yeah. Come on, brother. All That's right. a hell of a defense for, like, if you rape someone. <coughs> I'm Hulk Hogan. One of the Kennedys guys said it. I was, I didn't I was masturbating someone. in a tree. I couldn't have murdered him. I didn't rape someone. Hulk Hogan raped someone. I'm Terry Blair. He throws his character under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Brian Fellow. I'm Brian Fellow. That red and yellow bastard was never any good. <laughs> Hollywood Hulk Hogan dude would never do that. Yeah. Hollywood doesn't need to do that, brother. Hey, you're talking to Thunderlips. The, thi- the the chicks and the freaks come to Hogan. It's like Cosby saying Fat Albert was the one that did all that shit. <laughs> Where did you get all the pudding snacks from and the Kodak photos? Hey, 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 can I buy you a drink? <laughs> do you guys want? Going to hell. Do you guys want to talk about Thunder and SmackDown? Yeah, really? let's do it. Okay. I'm not. I'm just about to get us canceled. So oh, I wait, want to write the Is this the show? Because I watched the where Buff killed himself. Is that? That not, show? Not this no, week. No, no. I don't blame you. I watch that weekly once a week. <laughs> Just that segment over and over again. And vigorously masturbating. <laughs> For 20 minutes, I get the Jergens and I clean <laughs> I, oh, I dry dock it. And I it's that exciting. <laughs> I like the friction. 
Where are you going to go to? I'll let you imagine I feel just like he did. Let's talk about Buff, baby. <laughs> We're going to go to Orlando, Florida for the Mar- March no! 22nd. No! We're there now! God damn it! Yeah. Every, every fucking week we're Can Orlando. Can we get out of Orlando? <laughs> no. Fuck! No, nope, we're not. You said we Jacksonville next? No, nope, I don't know. Maybe. Dave's place? God damn it. For Joey's W Thunder. Uh, commentary team is Mike Tanay and Bobby the Bobby Heenan, if he's there. Bobby the, we can't put him on live TV, Brain Heenan. Yep. Weasel. We can start the show off with a recap of Nitro. Jarrett challenging Sid uh, to a tag match with his partner, Scott Steiner, and... Uh, Sid can pick his partner, so Sid gets on his knees and begs for Hulk Hogan, brother, to join, to be his partner. Please, Hulk. <laughs> please, please. Uh, then we get highlights of the main event, and we find out that Sid turns on Hogan. Your 10-inch thermos is choking me, but can you be my tag partner Sid tonight? Sid face. Yeah, Sid. Well, according to the crowd, I don't think the Hogan thing's working. No. No. Let's go to our first match of the night, though. We're going to go straight to it. As, as, as it's Tank Abbott who first says, tells WCW to quit pussyfooting around and send him a real challenge. So Fit Finley comes out. And uh, Fit Finley taking this cue from Barbarian. Yeah. yeah. They just beat they the brawl. piss out of each other, and Finley got the best of it. Finley as happens. rocked him. As happens in, Bad, in reality. Dude. Tank uh, realized at that point he was in an actual fight, and uh, he had flashbacks to his terrible UFC career. Because he got fucked up. That whole, my name is Finley and I love to fight shit, that, that's a shoot. Jesus Christ, this was stiff. <laughs> there was like a part where Tank hit someone, Finley with the left, but normally everybody else would lay down and like act unconscious. Finley just like started to get back up. Finley just got a, got a kind of woody. He got aroused at that point. Oof. Well, don't worry, as the whole idea ends with Ming coming out to brawl with, uh, we br- brawls with both of them. Tank and then Finley for this a minute. The slowest build in the history of mankind. <laughs> you know how slow it is? I could be wrong because I don't remember every fucking week and I didn't watch Thunder. But because of the new regime was coming in, I'm not certain this has ever paid off. I mean, that checks out. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, it could. It checks if, out. In a couple months, you might see them on a nitro. I don't know. But Jesus Christ. That's tag part. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you never know. Oh, God. As uh, NWO mid 2000. Yep. It's still the first. <laughs> Uh, yeah, first match. Security comes out, breaks them apart. Gene heads to the ring. We go backstage. We see Hogan's brawling with Sid. Hogan then body slams Sid oh so gently on a table. Would it be okay if Sid got anything over on Hogan? I mean, he's just Hogan's just like emasculating him. No, dude. Every I, fucking turn. Better softball. Has a point. Uh, then we go back to Mean Gene, and he's in the ring with uh, with Finley. Uh, Gene says he's never seen anyone uh, take it to Abbott like he did. Finley says that uh, to Abbott's green and he doesn't belong in WCW. Not wrong. <laughs> well, that's a lie. Then after that, Hogan and Sid then brawl from backstage down to the ring. Security has to break them up. Sid gets into the ring. Sid and Finley then get into their own shoving match, and Sid chokeslams Fit. Sid then grabs Gene by the tie and starts choking him. And he tells Hogan to uh, get back or he will break Gene's neck. Honestly, I didn't mind this. This whole first segment was bananas. Yeah. Like, I I, I must say something that totally contradicts what I actually feel about the the feud. But this is all effective. Yeah. And it's it's not bad. Yeah. It's it's clear. Sid's the heel. Hogan's the face. He's going to do whatever he can to fuck with Hogan up until the pay-per-view, which... You have to assume that's when they're fighting. You would assume. Um, 
it's more focus than the main events have had for months. Mm-hmm. So I can't. Why really would comp- why? Sid for no right? longer for no longer is no longer the afterthought to the main event. Like honestly, I can't really complain about this. And yeah, this first segment was fucking. This was a crazy ass twelve minutes television. So yep. far, I was like, ooh, we might be in for a good show. Yeah. Sid like tells Hogan that he always has to have his way. So we go. Let's take a flashback to. Um, Sid ha- saying that he uh, that Hogan saying that he has Sid's back at the pay per view. Hogan basically winning the match for Sid. Yep. Hogan getting involved at Sid's press conference, swaying all the questions from Sid to him. Then this right there was so good because Sid just looked at the camera He's like, yeah. and then went back into it. But it was such a subtle thing. That they, I'm glad, so glad they called back to it. And then Hogan oh. te- want, uh, teaming up with him. Uh, then Hogan says, any place, any time. Ho- Sid mocks Hogan b- with, by making the crying uh, symbol, the low, like, waving yeah. hands and stuff. So, guys, since Sid has turned on Hogan, we have to ask the roster, what do they think of Sid turning on <sighs> Hogan? This I didn't like. Yes. I missed photo stills already. So then... Uh, well, they got to make whatever Hogan's doing being so important that every member of the roster... Is deeply concerned about it. We have to ask, see Buff Bagwell first, saying Sid turning on his partner is uh, bad. He could have just left Jarrett laying out there, but he didn't. Yeah, because, you know, Buff's never turned on a partner. Never. Not once. Then we see the NWO calling Buff a kiss ass. Yeah. yeah. Then we go back to seeing Sid yelling at security, saying, just wrong place, wrong time. Then we go back to Gene with Dustin Rhodes. Rhodes calling out Hogan and wants a match with him. That seems warranted. Then we cut to Hogan. What the hell is going on here? Why are everybody coming after me? What did I ever this do to him? This so self-serving because it, it, it existed entirely for Jimmy Hart to do the Because you're Hulk Hogan and so important, everybody cares about you. Yep. I was like, God damn. Because that's what, that's what Jimmy Hart drops the line of. You're Hulk Hogan and everybody wants a shot at you. The insecurity on Hogan in 2000 is, is ridiculous. Jesus, man. It, it just blows my mind of just, the, like, everyone's coming out of the woodshed. Why they have one after me, brother? Maybe it's because on Nitro you came in and attacked Dustin Rhodes <laughs> in his match. That couldn't be. That it. could be one of the reasons he's calling you, you out. You sure? You don't worry about that. I wouldn't worry about that. I like that. how that was never brought up. Nope. Like, well, well motherfucker. <laughs> he tur- you just jumped him. on. <laughs> he jumped him and they heel challenged him. It how the fuck like, back back was that? She was like, hey, Hogan, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> like, that was precedence. You don't like Asians either? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Soft Fuji. I was going to ringside three count. You saw that Hogan? You saw that Yoko squash? Yeah. It's fucking ate them. It's because Fuji fed him his dog once. <clears throat> we go to... Uh, it came from reality. <laughs> We go to ringside with three count performing, and then the young dragons decide to run down to interrupt them. So now we have a six-man tag of the young dragons versus three count. Look, I'm not going to complain about this because at least there's young, talented people wrestling. Right. There was energy here. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Helms has Jamie's son on his knee, and Courageous grabs Kaz, and Kaz does a leg drop onto Jamie's son with the leg of Kaz. More uh, drop toe holds Kaz to the outside slash... Cass slides through the ropes. Moore does a top rope Frankensteiner on Yang, and Helm hits a frog splash on him for the win. What's with the mask? He broke his nose. 
Oh, uh, Helms? It, uh, yeah, Helms uh, broke knobs. it. Remember he threw that fucking garbage can and oh, gotcha, ricocheted gotcha. off his face? It was when I'm, sure, I'm sure they said it at some point, but it, I just like, what, kept missing it. They did, but Madden said it, but he said Courageous broke his nose, but it was Helms. Uh, Three Count then decides to perform after the match and for boy band members look like. their celebration. However, the Young Dragons um, attack from them behind, and then they steal their Three Count performance circles. How is 900 years old? Then we go to Mean Gene with Chris Hard Knocks, Chris Candido. Oh, God. Knox says that he once had Luz Thez and Carl Gotch in a submission, but the Gene cuts him off. Like, She's like, no, you did it. Bullshit, you fucking did. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you did not. I, I miss Buddy Donna Skip. This is so terrible. Dude. Yeah. It's one of those things. I saw when, once Candido debuted at the uh, Uncensored Pay-Per-View, which you can go back to the Pay-Per-View War Stories listen to, what we thought of that one. And he talked... I was like, I don't like him as this character already. Plus, he's ripping off Nash. He's still in Nash's gimmick. It's a bold move, God. Remember Nash on commentary during the NWO days once claimed that he was a famous luchador while they were doing a lucha match, uh, stating that back in 68, Mascaris took his mask in, in Tijuana. <laughs> <laughs> Why not just like have him like just go real walk? Be like, hey, you could spin it, but like, no other company wanted me. Like I was too, I was better than everybody else, so they all kicked me out. It's still hard knocks. Like Works. you don't gotta just fucking say it. Plus you're not Jay Z, so too shame. It's a hard. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Candido says that he's gonna beat up Chavo Guerrero tonight because he thinks that he should have uh, have the WCW hand him the cruiserweight title. What is he psychosis? Well, he no, he's heard uh, Hogan. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't do it like psychosis. You'll lose it like twelve minutes later. <laughs> then we cut to <laughs> no he, good, brother. Hugh Morris and see who we go to Hugh Morris. Humorous. Humorous. There you go. It's to see who what he thought of Sid turning on him and on Hogan. He says that Sid was just looking out for himself. He was too busy stink facing a, a young boy with no pants on. So let's go to our Dude. third match tonight as it's Hard Knocks Chris Candido <laughs> versus Chavo Guerrero stupid. Jr. Uh, we see the artist and Paisley watching th- from the back, and the artist sends Paisley off to go do something. Commentary brings up that Hogan has agreed to the match against Rhodes tonight. Uh, Paisley comes down to the commentary table. Uh, Candido hits his stalling standing vertical suplex. Paisley gets on the apron to distract Chavo, and Candido tries to roll him up, but only gets a two. Um, Paisley's still on the apron, distracts the wrath. The artist shoves Candido off the top rope and goes for the second turnbuckle DDT. Candido ducks when he's doing it, when the artist jumps, so they just fall straight down. Yeah. I'm going to check it out. That was mistimed. Yeah. I, I know, theoretically, Candido's good. He is. Um, when he's straight and, uh, you know... Not, uh, when he's not asking where his valet's at. Not here. Headed, yeah. Not here. No. So far, no. So Chavo got the win here. That checks out. Yeah, this push is going well for Candido right? so far. Yeah. It's uh, not as good as uh, Mike Whipwreck coming in. Tell you, that much. you might want to have a talk with the demon. We go to uh, Candido. Then after that, Candido attacks Chavo after the match, hits him with a flying headbutt, and then he's going to go do it again, and then they cut, go straight to back backstage. Gotta get the heat back, brother. Not uh, according to the producer. Not to the producer, but because we have to go to Miss Hancock saying that they drive her wild. Oh, my God. She has a charisma vacuum. 
Then we see Holy Christ. the NWO as we see Scott Steiner bench pressing some of the NWO girls as they're trying as the rest That's of life right there. As the NWO is trying to tell them to stop, and he's just telling them to f off. He says four more, and then he does like thirty. Yeah. Let's go to our next match. You guys have been waiting for this one: Excess Lane and Ray versus Los Fabulos. Los Fabulosos. I love. Uh, I don't understand how they keep like this is Bray Jackson like they were literally. Last week on the show, I'm just happy. First of all, if Hancock is really digging these two, I mean, that gives people like Jeff all the hope in the world. I don't get this part, so hear me out. Miss Hancock comes out and introduces Los Fabulosos. However, she was just shown backstage, right? And they are driving her wild. She took her hair out of a bun, (laughs) comes out, hair is back in that bun. Hey, don't you worry about uh, editing continuity on. I think exactly. somebody probably saw her walk out. They're like, "Put your fucking hair up." What are you doing? I, I, we'll see about that. I'm just amazed that in their new outfits, they actually managed to get Silver King into the silver outfit. Knowing WCW, it would have been flip flopped. But he is the Silver King. But they look like. But it's WCW. It's fair. But the Los Fabulosos of El Dandy and Silver King look like Power Rangers. Fuck um, you, dude. How first of all, you? how who are you to doubt yeah, El Dandy? There it is. El what Dandy. the fuck is this? El Dandy with his magic loins, man. His El love Dandy stick. is the head of the table. His love stick knows no bounds. No. Yeah. He's oh, I heard you. I heard you. <clears throat> he's the loins of the table. <laughs> Whoa. Because sometimes he just plops them down on it. They <laughs> What is this shooting on El Dandy shit we got over here? Ah, uh, he's jaded. I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying the crowd. The crowd chants. Just because you're not El Dandy. Hey, it's because this guy he spends most of his time looking for Rizats. He, he, I mean, he is the rave of those entertainment. Him and uh, his old partner, the totally dudes, are the excess of their time. You're damn right. And he shows the room that Kenny Omega is a big uh, <laughs> rave fan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Silver King hits a spinning DDT. Lane uh, hits a face buster and Rave does a leg drop to the back of the head. Silver that King. painful as fuck, by the way. He hit him hard. Silver King does a standing front flip leg drop but misses. El Dandy, though, rolls up Lane for the win. Lodi couldn't get in the ring in time. Miss Hancock gets in and begins to dance, and then we cut straight back to the NWO and Steiner headed to the ring. I gotta be honest. All El Dandy joking aside, and the fact that now as a as an older man who's watched some classic lucha, I really El Dandy and Silver King are good fucking workers. Yeah, yeah. But nothing in March of 2020 signaled the death of WCW more than them hyping up the new tag team of El Dandy and Silver King, even if it was just for this feud. And they are already like the second best tag team Mm -hmm. because that tag team division is is worse. Then WWF's in 96. Like, it's so fucking bad, dude. Which blows the mind. But, uh, <laughs> like, it's fucking terrible. <clears throat> I was like, we're repackaging El Dandy now? That's what we're doing for... That's where we're at right. right now. All right. There's Shut nobody the shit down. else. Shut the shit down. Yep. Couple that with the fact that Hugh Morris is getting her a new push, and you're like, what are we doing? What's well, the yearly, uh, you know, Billy Gunn push? Yeah, it's... it's, it's yep. Uh, it gets bigger. Uh, we see Disco backstage ordering a pizza as the Mamluks come in and yell at him. <laughs> that was great. Because I was uh, getting you guys this title shot. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually really funny. Disco says that he signed them up for the match, but Vito says he doesn't care and, and uh, that they got the match. Cool. Yeah. Cool. The Is this the part? part? Yeah, and then he was like, you're going to wrestle oh, for us instead. He's like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we go 
to our next match as it's Scott Steiner versus Chuck Palumbo. Court. Hey. Who's Chuck Palumbo? One of the, the guy in a cheetah shorts. Dude. One of the power plant puppies, uh, in terms of young pups, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that's uh, seen the light of day. He's been on Saturday night for about four months or so, doing the job duties, except for if he takes out another power plant guy. He was kind of the first one to come on, so if they're taking on each other, he'll get the win. Wasn't he at WWF last year? No, but no. It was somebody else. No, he's this is he's he's a rookie. Who was in WWF last year? That's in WWF. Stasiak. I was like, there's somebody else who like they pretend is a power a yeah. power plant guy. Yeah, but no, Stasiak, he's a rookie right. coming out. Uh, Meat. I didn't like the uh, leopard print because <laughs> he looks like an older wrestler, uh, Jungle Jim Steel or the Renegade. Oh, or like a terrible version of Jungle Boy. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I always liked Chuck Palumbo. Even back in 2000 as a rookie here, mm-hmm. I thought I was like, this guy's got a look. He's got size. He, he, you'll see as we go on, he throws a good punch. A uh, little Scott Hollish. Not like Sid's punch. No. Um, Boy. But yeah, no, tough, tough draw to debut on primetime national TV against uh, the Big Papa. But, I mean, it's uh, that test. It's basically their version of the Acolytes. Yeah. Well, Scott decides wrong. to you put know. elbows in the back of the head of a. Uh, you know what's uh, funny? I actually Palumbo. think that Steiner um, held up a little bit. I actually he think he enjoyed working with him, and so he wasn't as crazy as he could have gone. Now, I thought this was going to be a complete total squash match, but Palumbo got some moves, and he hit a big shoulder tackle from the top rope. Um, it's obvious they see something in Palumbo. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I also think that um, that was the design because. Steiner needs ring work. Yeah. Too. He's got to get his reps in. Forever, dude. Got to get his reps in. Um, Steiner put wins with the Steiner recliner. We go backstage and we see Disco and Vampiro headed to the ring. But first, before we go to commercial, we have to ask Kurt Henning what he thinks of Sid turning on Hogan. And that was unacceptable. Yeah, one of the best heels in the business thinks it's unacceptable that somebody attacked Hogan. Are you fucking kidding me? Yes. Our next match is Disco Inferno versus Vampiro. Um, Disco tries to beg him off, but that doesn't work. Uh, they fight to the outside. They fight over the announce table. Bobby just straight up, straight up and leaves. So does today. Yeah, yep. they both leave. Oh, he Bobby ain't gonna chance that next. Nope, shit. nope. He's, that's. Uh, Disco gets some offense. Uh, just throws him the turnbuckle and does a leg sweep. Vampiro reverses Disco's second turnbuckle axe handle into the standing rock bottom. Vampiro hits a top rope spin kick and hits the nail in the coffin for the win. Team Package comes out and attacks Vampiro. However, Brother in Paint Sting makes the save. Hmm. Yikes. Not uh, looking forward to that tag match. Gotta be honest. Well, I wouldn't worry about it. We go to Mean Gene with the cat as the cat has a new associate with him. Yeah. Mike Jones. Mr. Fuck? Jones! Where's old where's Sonny? Really? Yeah. Well, he's about to win this big racist, uh, <laughs> big race uh, lawsuit. Fair. Um, but yeah, no, he's off TV. They're and a good team. Yeah, they were. Cat's now heel again as he's just trying to get I out mean, of this place. To be fair, Cat was never not heel. Yeah. We just enjoyed but, him. But <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, when you bring out, it's one of those things where when you bring out James Brown. That's a heel ass move. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I just love the fact that in, in 2000, we still have a need for Virgil. And this. It's a gimmick I didn't know of. Yeah? I yeah. obviously didn't watch this episode of Thunder back in the day. Mm-hmm. So I had no idea Mr. Jones was a thing. What? 
Why is he still on the roster? He brings absolutely nothing. He can't really talk. He can't wrestle for fuck. Um, managers aren't really a thing anymore. Like, what the fuck are we doing? I mean, talk about a guy who lived off of four years of just being chosen to be in the right place at the right time and be said to be Aussie's bodyguard. Dude. I mean, it could have been, literally been anyone. <laughs> they just chose him. And hey, somehow he turned it into a 30-year career. According to Bruce Pritchard, it's not a rib on Dusty Rhodes. Of course it's not. Well, not to name all. an African-American Virgil. No way it's a rib. No. We go to respect Dusty Rhodes. He says, how, how, much, how awesome was Dusty Rhodes? Three ribs being played on him at the same time in the same company he's That's, in. You got Virgil. Yep. You got the African dream, Akeem. Yep. Dressed like a fucking Easter bunny. <laughs> and then you got... Polka Dot Dusty himself over there if you jigging weed. and jiving with Sapphire. If you weed. Oh my God. Three ribs at once. Makes it work. Jesus, dude. Uh, we got a G- uh, mean Gene with Jeff Jarrett as uh, Jarrett Funt is talking about how he has to take on Buff Bagwell tonight for that U.S. title. What the fuck? What has he done to Who the fucking fuck? Who the fuck did Buff ever beat? No one. His mom. But uh, Jarrett <laughs> says he's going to put Marcus in his place. Either way, that's bad. Either conversation, yeah. dude. Yeah. Let's go to our next match as it's the cat versus the dog. Oh, my fucking... No, you know what? Nah. No? Not tapping Sk- out, dog. Skip it? Not tapping out, dog. All right. Cat wins with a sidekick. <laughs> I was like, are we doing dog versus cat on TV here? And Tanae thought it was the funniest fucking thing on earth. Cat versus dog, everybody. What? The fuck? I thought what happens later to dog is funny. <laughs> uh, Tank, uh, we got a promo with, from Tank Abbott about Sid and uh, Hogan and uh, can't beat them, join them mentality from one Tank Abbott. Um, except Sid has been beating them. And didn't join anybody. A little confused by Tank Abbott. So. I think Finley hit him a little harder. They Hidley busted his shit up. <laughs> yeah. It's not making sense, buddy. Not at all. We go backstage with Brian Knobs looking for the dog, and then we find the dog tearing up his suitcase. <laughs> That's it. Nasty boy Knobs has had enough. Then we go to Mean Gene with Norman Smiley. Smiley says that he's a major player around here now and being attacked every week by hoodlums, and he needs backup. Uh, so he decides that he says he's going to be leaving this place to uh, find some help. Yeah. Yep. Sadly, I know what this means. I don't think that I do. And I'm not looking forward to whatever it is. You have a right. You're very right not to look forward to it. Yeah. This sucks. That first segment, and it's been fucking downhill since then. Great for a second. Let's go to our, our special main event as it's the demon versus humorous. Like humorous. Humorous, get it. You know when I was a kid I didn't get that. I didn't understand really? it. No, no, no. When I was a kid, I had no idea. So later I was like, oh my god. These fucking assholes. We go uh Morse does some type of like in the ring, he starts losing it, kind of. He starts doing some weird dancing moves and does, like, an elbow drop to no no one. Yeah, I was like... They're trying to pretend like he's crazy, but I was like... Didn't quite get that one. Yeah. Where did this weird character come from? Well, nothing else has worked, so. He's like full tilt boogie without being, you know, good. <laughs> nothing else has worked for him, so... Fire me, I'm already fired. I mean, he's going to get real desperate in a couple weeks. <laughs> I 
uh, Morris hits a spine buster, then hits uh, a far no laughing matter for I, the win. He got. Oh my I mean, god, dude, that was impressive. We said I was like, that's a. I don't know if rings aren't big, but <laughs> Jesus, that's a big dude flying a long way. And then boom, he nailed it. Unlike somebody else on another show who can't do moonsault to save her fucking life. I, I was gonna say, I was just gonna say he should train a lead on how to do moonsault. Jesus. Oh my god, save Jackie's knees, please. And then I remembered, oh yeah, he does a good moonsault because I'm going to uh, very much enjoy whenever he does a moonsault. Then we see, uh, then we see Nobs dry, uh, putting the dog in the car. Car, and they're gonna go for a ride. This, what the fuck is happening? What is going on? Don't worry, we're gonna move on to the kid cam, and we see uh, that's <laughs> the whole thing. Yes, as we're they GTV. Still found this fucking camera. GTV still is so kid cam is. Uh, we see Buff's interview, uh, the promo he did earlier in the night about how. Uh, Sid did, uh, did Hogan wrong, but then we see the other after, and it's Buff hitting on a stagehand, and she's, she's like, nope. She turned that shit down quick. I, I can't remember the, what he said. It was something like, speaking of being late, like, it was something super <laughs> crass. I was like, Jesus. Ugh. Man, pull it back just a notch. Just a notch pull it back. She's not a Rizat. <laughs> how are they, they not with that fucking team? How is that not a team? Right. We how <laughs> buffing the buffing the rizats. Oh my god. Buff wouldn't know what to do with the real rizat. You have, to, you have to please him. You have to hammer him down. It's like you want to watch my mom shave my balls. That's why they keep uh, <laughs> Mr. Jones around. There it is. <laughs> the rizat problem. We get highlights of the, we got the cat. I don't see the problem. No, we no not we have a cat. We have the dog, and we have the wall. As we get highlights of the wall destroying people the past couple Next weeks. Next speaker. Yep. Looking forward to the... <laughs> the to tabletop. The, to the table. Yep. The lamp. Good uh, upcoming wrestler. He's over. Getting over. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's one guy. So, you know. Good thing he's nowhere near any feud that matters. Vamp is slowly getting over, too. They're, they're getting him around. They're going to fuck that up. Of course they so the thing is, like, I have been a fan of Vamp for fucking ever. I thought Vamp was awesome. And they have done everything in their power to fuck him up. Well, I'm sure Conan had a lot to do with that. Yeah. Go back to how you picked the wrong guy there, buddies. Okay, dog. Wow, wow, wow. Yippee, yo, yippee. We're going to go to Mean Gene with Hogan and Jimmy Hart. Hogan oh. tells said and Sid, any place, any time. And then Hogan's going to prove that why he is the greatest of all time. Still waiting for that to prove that. But, uh, Weird that he has to say that, right? I mean, the greatest of all time is, of course, Hakeem the African Dream. That is a valid point. Uh, there we go off-site with Brian Nobbs leaving the dog somewhere stranded in a desert. I'm fine with it. I think- it's not Ric Flair. What are we doing? Uh, Where the fuck is their desert outside of Orlando? Yes. Yep. <laughs> it's like yes. Everglades. What the fuck? There's no desert. The answer is yes. Universal Studios. Yeah, Universal Studios. That's <laughs> a sound stage. They're on the yeah. Hidden Temple stage, probably. Yeah. Uh, oh, I they wish. They taped it at a worldwide taping. Oh, I wish. Uh, our next I match. That show's so bad. Well, they have the adult one coming. What? Yeah. You hear about that? No, what? They're doing like a Hidden Temple reboot. You know what? We're stopping this podcast, Joe. We're signing up. And it's for adults. We're fucking shit up, Joe. 
Uh, our next match, boys, is for the U.S. Championship as it's Jeff Jarrett versus Marcus Buff Bagwell. That's some bullshit. Buff starts the match with some offense, and the Harris brothers instantly run down to the ring. Jarrett distracts the ref. The Harris brothers attack Buff. Kurt Henning comes out to fight off the Harris brothers. Buff hits the blockbuster, but poses first. Then Scott Steiner runs in and uh, clotheslines Bagwell. NWO attacks Henning's bad arm. Steiner rips the cast off. Gina, uh, Gina. Jarrett hits Henning with the guitar. Where's Hogan? You know, the guy... You don't give a fuck about that. You don't worry about that. Henning's had uh, Hogan's back for the past, um, you know, yeah, couple that's, weeks. That's and all fine and well, but, uh, you know. That's a one-way street, brother. Well, you know. Yeah. Uh, I believe uh, Paul Orndorff, Andre the Giant, Randy Savage, and Brutus Beefcake would all like to talk to you, Joe. Okay. Uh, we go. We see Hogan walking into Jimmy Hart and telling Jimmy to go talk to Bill Bush and get the match signed for him and against Sid. No, he threatened him. It better be fucking done by the time I get out of the ring or I'll kill you. Brother. Joey's like, what? Is your son going to drive me home? There it is. Uh, our next match in the main event. Daughter's dumbass music. Dustin Rhodes versus Hulk Hogan. How the fuck now, is this a goddamn main event? Hold on. What the fuck? Dude? I know I know that it's not exactly a marquee match that's going to light the world on fire. But low-key, I was looking forward to this because I always thought if booked the right way back in 94 when Hogan came in, Dustin Rhodes would make a good opponent for him. He's got the size. He's got the uh, he can actually ability. Work. Right? He's got, I mean, a story. You could, you could have like a... You could have had like a... Dustin turn heel and be all like, you know, this is my dad's company. He built this shit. You're coming in here trying to take it. It could have done something. So I always thought, okay, it's six years too late, and Dustin's not exactly in a good place. And Hogan, if he was kind of falling apart in 94, he's pretty much falling apart completely in 2000. Good thing he wrestles for another 15 years. So it's not exactly what I, you know. Well, the ma- the match starts off with Hogan's music being mixed in with Rhodes' theme music yeah, as they're you know, well, you know, you know remix yeah. some <laughs> cowboy music. You know, then you hear that cowboy shit. American made. Well, again, we lose commentary again. Uh, Rhodes with the- I love by this point, like, like the first time tonight was like whatever. This time he was fucking pissed. He was like, God damn it! Yeah. Can we seriously? Can we stop coming the fuck over here? Can we? He was stop? not having it. Uh, Rhodes with the Jeff Jarrett patent long sleeper hold in this match. Uh, Rhodes ducks the big boot and clotheslines Hogan. Rhodes then grabs the cowbell and hits Hogan and Nick Patrick with it. Rhodes is about is leaving, but Nick Patrick gets up and says, gets on a mic and says, "Well, I'm not going to disqualify you, so I'm going to give you the count of ten to get back in this ring match. The match is going to restart, or you will be fined ten thousand dollars and be suspended." Is this? So Rhodes runs in into the ring and gets a big boot and leg drop by Hogan for the win. Everybody else can leave and do whatever they want. No fines. Dustin <laughs> Rhodes tries to leave. What hey, the fuck, man? The fuck back in the ring, buddy. Tanae, oh, Tanae is losing his mind at this point as he's saying Hogan is back from the dead. Um, because I'm sure, well, I'm uh, sure he was instructed. He didn't to exactly that. take the Foley bump. Yep. But, yeah. All right. <laughs> Oh, I want to hold it off a cage so bad right now. I'm sure there were lines on a piece of paper that Tanae had to hit. Yep. Then we go backstage with Sid uh, uh, comes on the Tron saying that uh, he has Hogan's lifeline, Jimmy Hart. Sid chokeslams Jimmy Hart, the strap daddy master, through a table and puts the contract on Jimmy's chest. 
Hogan runs up and Sid sneaks attacks him, hits him with the chair from behind, and whispers, "Wrong place, wrong time." Jimmy Hart took it above. Well, I gotta be honest. Like I said earlier, it's not a bad build. That's why they keep Hogan around. This actually feels like a big time world title main event. Nothing in the last seven or eight months has. So, you know, gotta give the devil his due. Nah, I'm gonna give the devil like two bucks. And call it good. Check us out. I didn't say what the dude was. Maybe it was two bucks. So that was Thunder. Let's move on that to was. it. Let's go to another day for SmackDown for March 23rd. We're in Orlando. No, I'm kidding. We're in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Well, just, as worse. just as bad. Still waiting for that black vote in Milwaukee in 2016. Still waiting for that. Commentary team is uh, Michael, Michael, Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler. Mitchell Cole. Mitchell. Uh, we got a recap of Raw. Vince making the WrestleMania main event for Monday Night Raw. Triple H saying that if this match happens on Monday, it won't happen again. We get highlights. Triple H winning with by hitting the big show with a chair and a pedigree. Then Linda McMahon comes out and makes a fatal four-way as she introduces Mick Foley. Can I tell you, watching that highlight package back, man, JR was selling the fuck out of that match. Yeah, he, he was. Like it felt like a really on. big match. Throughout the whole night, he was, too. I mean... Like, he was, like, losing his voice at the end of the call. It was a really big match. I'm not digging it in terms of a build, but the crowds are hot for that main event of Mania. Yep. Well, I say that. Yeah, I, you know. I don't know if they're hot for the match or the Rock. Well, they were in Chicago the, the last match, like, that last Raw, and they were hyped as hell for, like, that whole night. So... Well, we start the show uh, off with a promo from one Triple H and Stephanie. Of course. Uh, Triple H says that he also has the announcement that's, that will shock the foundation of WWF. I already, I'm like, guys. But then he legitimately show. goes word for word for what we just watched in the highlights of, so you want to make a match, WrestleMania uh, match. They, they think we're dumb. Yeah. Point blank. And I'm just like, unless he says... I'm taking on Hulk Hogan, Sting, and Bruno San Martino at Mania. Like, no, you're not, dude. Ooh, There's no that. crazy announcement you're going to fucking make three days after they made their crazy announcement. Like, no, you're not. But if they, Stop. Yeah, so he word for word, the highlights we just watched on the before Ugh. the intro to uh, SmackDown. And Triple H goes off, says he wants to know who the hell Linda McMahon is and wants her to come out. Linda comes out. She comes out to the old WrestleMania theme music. What's her music going it's forward? It's cringeworthy. Yeah. That's, that's her theme music. That's what she comes yeah, out to. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. Uh, Linda says that she has as much stroke in this company as anyone else. First of whoa, all, whoa, whoa. slap nuts. You watch your fucking mouth. <laughs> God I, damn it. I didn't say it. Who she did. Who the fuck do you think you are? You know what, Triple H is right. Who the fuck do you think you are? I got the stroke around here. I'm the chosen, I'm the chosen one. one. That's right. Choke on Hell that, yeah. slap nuts. Easy, guy. over all the McMahons. I am just writing what Some I heard. Some old bullshit. I am, I am just writing what I heard. <laughs> Shit, I was like, hey, 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 <laughs> hey, watch it. Is that I, I'll, I'm not going to lie. When I watched SmackDown, as soon as she said that, I immediately envisioned Jared running into the ring and coming on the guitar. guitar. <laughs> that would be fucking great. Still under contract, WCW just comes into the spot, leaves. Where's the NWO shirt? Just <laughs> bang. I got the stroke here. God damn it. Uh, Linda says that she just wanted to help uh, fulfill Foley's fantasy by main eventing a... Ooh, 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 ooh. By we, main eventing a WrestleMania. Uh, we all have fantasies. She gonna hook me up with Alexa Bliss? No. 
Well then, fuck her. She, but she, she is going to be Mick Foley. Yeah, Foley. I don't want Mick Foley. Have a nice. Hey, you missed some teeth. It'll be awful. You're gonna have a. You're gonna have a nice day. That's a hardcore night. You're gonna have a nice. You will have a nice day. Oh, he'll bump for you. Um, you can light him a fire. You can throw him off shit. God damn it. Linda He's says, there to serve you, sir. Linda says that she will be in Foley's corner, so that means we will have a McMahon in every corner. And I threw up a little in my mouth. I was like, yeah, I don't care. Yep. Fuck that match. Seriously, the, I was already half out. Yeah. Uh, the addition of Foley and Linda, I couldn't give a fuck Joe, about that anyway. yes. I have a task for you. Yes. It's going to be very difficult, so I don't know if it's possible. Take we actually might be able to look at... On the internet, I actually had this answer for you. When that match happens, I need I need just to find out who has more screen time. A. McMahon, the McMahons, or people actually in the match. So, like, watch got it, it right when you watch. Got it. I know. I got it. Yeah, like, so during that match, who's well, actually on more? It's more of the McMahons, I guarantee you. It's at I least a couple of the McMahons. Guarantee you. Like, got two it. guesses which two have a lot well, of screen time. I'm just saying, as yep. general, yeah, just Linda. Like, the, Mc, the McMahons or the four wrestlers? Who's on screen more? Got it. Well, it's all about the McMahons. I don't, I don't know if you guys remember the build at all. You were pretty young. But um, the build, uh, once this was made official, all you heard was a McMahon in every corner. Yep. That's and the DVD cover. I remember. A McMahon in every corner. That's. They were so... Like, they were so hesitant. You have The Rock and Triple H. They were so hesitant to do a WrestleMania without Austin or Taker. Keep in mind, he's gone, too. That they decided, even with The Rock, they had to bank on the McMahon name because that's the third, uh, second biggest star, in their opinion, behind Austin. Are are Triple H and Steph dating for real yet? Yes. I mean, it's not official official. But they are actually dating at this point. Nobody knows about them. I was trying to think. I was like, are they actually dating yet? They're canoodling. Yeah. Post. Thank you. Uh, Foley's back for one night, one night only. Triple H is like, you know what? I don't believe that. Uh, that Foley will be back for one <laughs> yeah, night thank only. You, Triple H. If Foley wins the title at WrestleMania, the title uh, would become vacant on the next night on Raw, and then there would be a tournament to determine the new champion that would all, go all the way to Backlash. I hated I, this so much. I, really, I, I, I enjoyed that part at least because at least they're. They're giving you the kayfabe uh, explanation about what would happen if fully won. The reason I, I hated it is twofold. E, A, they just give away the WrestleMania main event, right? Or B, ensuring that is for sure not what happens if Triple H is winning. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're like, well, then there's no reason to really watch the match because there's that. Ooh. So. We'll see. Well, the Rock could win on the big show. I mean, you're uh, right, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to. Well, <laughs> the odds aren't looking good. Uh, if you did some Steiner math, uh, there's a better chance that Earl wins that belt than the big show. Playlist ever. Yeah. Uh, Triple H said. To it. It's a weird playlist. Yeah. It's fucking weird, dude. Triple H says that uh, he will beat out all of them but leave Foley for last so he can beat him so bad once again that he won't remember his name, where he lives, his kids, all beat that a stuff. a wheelchair. I like that. Oh, but he, it, I liked it. But I like the that, Triple H part of this, bro. Yeah, but it's yeah. the same shtick they did uh, for uh, Rumble and... Uh, well, thank you for proving the point that they shouldn't have brought Foley back. Yeah, yeah. there it is. Yeah. So at no mercy, too. 
Uh, Triple H says that uh, the blood of Foley would be on the hands of uh, Linda. Triple H goes on for a long thing about how Foley would be blamed, uh, would blame Linda, and how uh, Linda is a cold-hearted bitch. I mean, you're not, you're not wrong. We go backstage with Ivory giving Crash Holly a massage. Crash World is famous massage. Uh, I believe massage. that was a rub and tizzug. Uh, rub and tizzug. As that? Crash is freaking out. Oh. Ivory trying to tell him to settle down. So it's fine. And then a ref comes out of nowhere. Ivory smashes a glass jar over Crash's head, but it has no effect as Crash is still is able to leave the room. Uh, what I thought was going to happen, so I, they kind of got me with it, but I thought she was going to like, okay, turn over and just like have the ref come in slowly. And she's like, going to be like rubbing his shoulders while he's pinned down and the ref is going to count. So that's what I thought was going to happen. So they kind of got me with how they did it, but I will give them this. They are coming up with inventive ways to like put him in weird scenarios I like, like knowing that he's like I'm being fucked everywhere I go and so he knows he's being fucked but he's still trying to like relax I, I like it but he's an idiot yeah little Elroy unless you're a complete another moron if you know that you've got a belt that can be defended 24-7 and all of a sudden you get to the arena and one of the fa- random female wrestlers all of a sudden wants to give you a massage you gotta think hmm something's up yeah She's warm to my form. I at least enjoy it a little bit. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's fun. You know, we're it's just not the fucking boss anymore. We're going to recap. We're going to recap a Raw of Angle attacking Benoit for tucking his stuff. Mr. Benoit. Mr. Benoit. <laughs> Mr. Benoit. So our first Mr. match Benoit tonight is Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit. I'm fucking in. Yep. So. Uh, you know. Angle found out that he has to put both titles on the line at WrestleMania. Uh, two falls, triple threat match, one fall per title. He thought on Monday, he's like, yeah, I'll defend one, but he's now defending both. We talked about it. It's a really interesting idea. He said, I like, I like it. it a lot. I like it. I know. Because, like, ma- you know those matches that are always guaranteed to go to at least two or three falls? She's like, well, this is a, like, you know that you know it's guaranteed, so just give them it's that. Like, um, it's like when you do the both titles are on the line type thing. It's just like, maybe not. It's I'm like, shocked they never went back to it. Yeah, never? me too. Never. Wow. W- what about the idea of, like, Tony if, Khan. Yeah. yeah. What, sure. what about the idea of like doing like that for a tag title belt? Like, you have like a triple threat, but two out of three falls or whatever. But each title. Oh, they don't like they don't like like championship scrambles. Yeah, but I'm just saying you fun. could make it weird and have like one of the like switch up the tag teams for the storyline telling of like, hey, Bubba pin. You know, got the first pin, so Bubba's the champ. Uh, ta- hey, Bubba champ, got the jukebox. But on the on the uh, second pin, like Jeff Hardy gets the pin, so now Bubba and Jeff Hardy are tag champs. I see what you're saying. Um, Make it weird. Make it, you know. It feels like some ECW shit. I was say that sounds like WCW stuff in like 2000. It's as possible. As you're saying more on that later. More on that later. Uh, Angle says Glacier. that Angle says it's a conspiracy against him. That's why uh, Jericho comes out and joins commentary. Uh, back and forth match here. Benoit hits three straight belly to back suplexes. Uh, Benoit hits the back of the head of Angle. Angle goes and grabs the icy belt, but Jericho decides to leave the table, uh, commentary table, because he has to troubleshoot something. <laughs> Jericho grabs the European title and hits both men with it. Jericho puts both Angle and Benoit in the walls of Jericho. So what do you guys think of this lead-up to WrestleMania since it's in two weeks? It's the only storyline I really care about. And... Uh, 
Benoit got thrown in out of nowhere, and as we joked about on the Monday Night War stories, that this is Taz's spot. So. Well, if you think about it, th- no, I'm serious. Uh, it was last Raw, the last week's Raw. It was Angle, Jericho, and Taz, Taz. brawling, so it actually was Taz's spot. Yeah. And then for some reason... Well, Taz, the, Taz the ultimate underdog. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we, they did an about-face there and changed course after one night. We go backstage with Kevin Kelly with Vince McMahon, and... Kelly asked him what he thinks of the big announcement would be. And he's like, I probably think Stephanie's pregnant in nine months. With uh, In nine months, she'll give birth to an anteater. Eight-pound anteater. I'm like, Jesus. I don't think Shots he likes the old. Yeah, I don't think he's a fan of Paul Levesque at this moment. <laughs> Talking to his old daughter. Anteater. Sadly, it's not that. It's um, He has the announcement to make about the tag team situation. As the Dudley boys interfered in uh, the Bachelor Royal last Monday. So the Dudleys were being a triangle ladder match against Edge and Christian and the Hardy boys. I thought this was a year away. Nope. I did not realize we were at that match. We're at phase one. I don't know about that match, but I didn't know we were at this match. We're at phase one. I knew this match happened first. I just didn't know we were there yet. Yep. Yep. I was like, Uh, oh. Okay. I I like the match. I hate... How it came about, because this is a another one of those WWE tropes that I can't stand. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've only done this particular one about seven thousand times, where there's a number one contenders tag team match, and the champs interfere, and to get their comeuppance have to take on both teams. I mean, it, it all the time. Having said that, however, into that match, yes. Because these, and th- it's fucking three young teams, man. In a ladder match. In a ladder match. First tag team ladder match? Like, uh... uh well, no, no, Christian did Christian. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Vincent oh, also goes, so uh, Bubba, uh, that The Rock doesn't forget about him, so The Rock will be facing Bubba. I forgot about this shit. I was like, what? Tonight. <laughs> sure if you ask him now, you'll say that. Who? Uh, bully. Like, if you ask some, him now, he'll say that he gave The Rock the rub. Like, this is some Hogan fucking dust and shit. Like, what the fuck are we doing? What we're doing <laughs> is we're going to go wish, off. I wish they'd do more of this. Like, uh, then and now. Yep. I really like the idea of not running every fucking feud into the ground. But, like, as soon as the feud starts nowadays, the only person you're allowed to interact with or feud with is that person. Yeah. I like the fact that it's like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'm going there's to the world title at WrestleMania, but I don't like this fucking Bubba Ray. And there's no more hired ass. guns anymore. Like, yeah, this guy hired me to take you out for WrestleMania. Well, I mean, thank God he's not taking on Crash Holly or whoever else he said. Yeah. <laughs> was the other competition in the round? Uh, headbanger Mosh. Headbanger Mosh. Yep. Thank God it's not that guy because he had no shot. We're doing guys. We're going to go off site with WrestleMania. Looks How different. did they never do a triple threat, by the way? Headbanger Mosh Crash. The, the next night, that, that would have been, been fantastic. Of course, you're going to squash him. Dark match. That's whatever. A, that's the house show that run. Would be so, that would have been so fucking funny. That's Holy the house show. Shit, dude. That's the house show run. They fucked up. But we're going to go off site with head cheese. Max <laughs> <laughs> uh, already lost it. Al is going to have uh, one Steve Blackman milk a cow. So, first of all, on the Monday Night War stories, which you can listen to here at NoSellEntertainment.com, uh, Corey said this was, I believe, your favorite head cheese segment. Easily. I believe is what you said. Easily. And I didn't know which one it was. <laughs> so I was like, well, if Corey likes it, this has to be fucking great. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Alan's going to have Mil- uh, Steve uh, milk a cow. So they show him how to do it. Utterly ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. <laughs> Got him! So Steve does... 
However, he sprays himself in the face with the milk. <laughs> he don't like that. He don't like that. Hello, so Al me. is outside talking to the farmhand. It's like Ken, I think. older or shit. Yeah. Oh, God. Samuel is like, damn, dog, re- you old. It, re- it reminded me of the old guy from Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> that does whispers and you just go, uh-huh. <laughs> anyway... Al's talking to him, and then Al notices Steve walk past him, go into his bag, grab some nunchucks, and walk straight back where the cow's at. First, Al's like, Steve, no, Steve. no, Steve. And then he turns the, hey, uh, what's that over there? So he has the farmhand tell him what's over there. As you hear the cow mooing, and you, you hear you hear pounding noises as you, we find out that Steve attacked the cow with nunchucks. We don't find that out. Well, we find out, though, that the cow's sick. Yeah. <laughs> hey, cow's sick. <laughs> oh, my God. I popped so hard. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Just beat up a cow? <laughs> Another one they couldn't do today. For God, no. <laughs> Holy. Although, actually, you know what? They didn't show it. So, they actually yeah. probably could get away with it. There'd still be complaints. They couldn't feed a dog, you know, a dude his dog. But No. Oh, no. my God. If you beat up a cow with a fucking nunchucks. Holy shit. Off air. This yeah. is like the gold standard for head cheese. This Who is- the fuck wrote this? Because I need to give you a handshake, sir. Ooh, just down that from here. That is so good. <laughs> oh. Let's go to our... Let's go to our second match of the night. Oh, Jesus. Bull the Buc- Steve versus the cat. Oh, yeah. There it is. Bull, uh, <laughs> Bull Buchanan versus the Godfather. Man, this is the Godfather and the Jobber. What the fuck's that about? Uh, it's 2000. This is the one thing he's fucking is his interest. It's over. Right? Like, why the fuck are you skipping that? Because it's 2000 and it's about time. It's Bull, expiration date. You've Bull, got workers now. Yeah. Uh, Bull with the second rope springboard clothesline. Bull with an axe kick. Godfather's going to go for the hoe train splash, but Bossman boss man comes out and attacks him. And uh, with the nightstick, both men beat up Godfather. Where's Dilo? Where's DeLorean? Where's the pimp in training? He's, uh, well, he's pimping. Um, I have a question for you, Corey. Yeah. This is clear who this version of it is for this company. It's better in ring. The Wall or Bull Buchanan? Because they're basically the same character. Bull Buchanan has more athletic ability. Yeah. And he's a good worker. The Wall's bigger, isn't he? And the Wall's bigger. And I would... I would say... The wall has more upside. A little more charisma, even if he doesn't cut promos. I don't hate the Bull Buchanan Boss Man tag team, though. No, it's a good fit. And it's good. He's still, I mean, he's been in developmental. And he, he was there for the Truth Commission, but mm. he's, he's still not a polished pro. So to put him underneath trailer to learn, mm. not the worst idea in the world. I love him. Uh, we go backstage with Crash freaking out about how everyone's okay. after him. Hardcore's like, hey, little cousin, take it easy. Uh, I've talked to everybody in back, <laughs> and no one will come out and attack you. Hey, cuh. Hey, cuh. Calm down. Check those seat, cuz. So our next match is Head Cheese <laughs> versus Crash and Hardcore Holly. A big let's go Head Cheese champ breaks out. Uh, bracket back and forth. Al accident. Oh, hold on, you skip the entrance. When he walks out, he puts the cheese on, no. and that fucking crowd loses it, dude. Right. And then Steve 
loses it by ripping the motherfucker <laughs> yeah. off his head. Al accidentally clotheslines the ref as another ref comes out. Hardcore then boots Crash and tries to pin him because there's a new ref. <laughs> they fight to the back. Head Cheese win via countout. However, T and A come out and attack Head Cheese. A lot of new teams being. Formed. I also like that team. I like Testing Hour. It's a good team. And a lot I of like, new teams that are already I like all the better. Other team well, I gotta be honest. Uh, They're already better than WCW. We have been on wax here for a long time. That um, Troy Wilson is definitely hotter than Trish. Overall, yeah. I mean, Trish. Trish. Trish, Trish is, is hotter than I remember. However, I'm like, okay. I went. I was never. I was never a big Trish guy. I was a leader guy. Yeah. That's so I'm just like. When she came out on Monday, I went, holy hell. When she came out on SmackDown, I was like, oh, hello. I, okay. You, you forget about original Trish because you're so, like, to me, I keep thinking of, like, the last 10 years when she comes back from yeah. retirement. She's got the brown hair. She's <sighs> way skinnier. She's yeah. had the reduction. So much better. So much better. But you forget about this one. Yep. I, uh, I was like, yeah, I see it. I mean, it's no Tori Wilson, but I nobody still is. Tori, but, you know. But she's a um, potato, potato, you know, ketchup, ketchup. Yeah, she's yeah I mean, like, she's hotter than Skeetler. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of, uh, of old Trish. Big, big fan, big fan, big a lot fan. of personality, a lot of personality, a lot of personality. Well, we're gonna personality as we see Shane backstage walking up to the posse, asking, saying he's been <laughs> looking for them. He says uh, he wants uh, wants to know if they want to know how it feels like to walk in another person's shoe, as he tells uh, Pete. Uh, Mr. Gas, that he, how would it feel like to walk in the shoes of Triple H? Mr. Gas is my father. I was hoping he said, like, what, to bone your, your daughter, your sister? Boom. Uh, Joey Abs, how did it feel to walk in the shoes of Mick Foley and Rodney walking in the shoes of The Rock? I immediately knew where this was going, and I was all for it. Yep. Uh, our next match, though, is The Rock versus Bubba Ray Dudley. Rock comes out to his new theme song, performed by Method Man from the WWF Aggression CD. Trash as an entrance theme. It's terrible. I'll it, have to take your word about the song itself as a hip hop song. It's it starts off with like if you sm- it's like if you smell what the rock is cooking, yeah, and heard. then it goes on and on and on, and then he comes out. It's just uh, like I feel not it. Method Man's best work. Yeah, we'll just we'll just say that he uh, must have got paid a fuck ton of money to do this. There's yes. no fucking way he has any of the rock is in nineteen two thousand. Devon gets involved in this match. Uh, Wu not watching wrestling, but the Rock clotheslines him. Uh, Bubba gets on the headset and starts to yell if you smell with the Bubba. But the Rock hits him with the ring bell and rockets on the headset. It's like, what the hell are you doing? This is my show. You want the pitcher to pitch in second base? <laughs> uh, Rock hits Devon with the ring bell. They fight through the crowd. Rock clotheslines Bubba back over the barrier. How's that not a key, by the way? He crushed them both with a fucking ring bell. Like, he knocked Bubba right out on the outside in front of the ref with a ring bell. You don't worry about that. Jesus Christ. It's like when a no DQ match gets counted out. You what know? the fuck are we doing? You know. Uh, you know how in the NBA, the superstars get favor calls on like travels and fouls and shit. Yep. It's the same way here. The Rock can get away with that, but you so know, the Rock is James but Steve Harden. Blackman can't, but the Rock can. That's fair. If you smell it. Uh, Devon gets on the apron, year. but the Rock throws Bubba into Devon, and Devon goes through a table that they set up earlier in the show. Uh, he, he almost missed that table. Yeah. He almost just took that hard bump onto the concrete. Rock then hits the uh, spine buster and people's elbow to win. I, I keep your tag champs. Yeah, <laughs> all right, that's cool. But it's the Rock. Sure. But it's the Rock. 
then we get a promo with good old JR and Mick Foley. Foley says they has one uh the this is one night only thing. Like, you know, this is it. I'm not going to come back after this. Foley goes off about how he came back because of Linda giving him a phone call. He tells everyone in the match at WrestleMania that it, they, you know, it won't be their night. Uh, Foley says that when uh, it will come down to him and Triple H. Uh, Foley knows now what he has to do against Triple H for calling Linda a bitch earlier in the night. Foley says... Uh, He's going to hurt Triple H by taking the belt away from him. There's nothing he can do about it because he will be retired again. I hated this promo. I did not like it this one bit. Terrible. Nope. I... Anything to do with him being in this match, I don't like. He is so checked out. This yep. is garbage. You could tell he didn't want to do it. Speaking of garbage, let's go to GTV as the cats are turning a skirt that, ter- uh, that Terry let her borrow um, since she's getting more TV time, but the skirt is dirty. He's, he's not in the company. GTV does not make sense. Yeah. He's on the other show. I mean... Yeah. I, in this company, are you surprised? <laughs> and also, what the fuck is this feud? Uh, they realized they needed a one-on-one match for Rania. A singles match. Man, I could, I'd give you a, a bunch of better options. <laughs> I'll give you an option right here. So our next match is for the Women's Heavyweight Championship, as it's Jackie versus Lita. Well, there's a reason there's no women's title match uh, Jackie tosses Lita around the ring by her hair. They get in a, Lita and Jackie get in a tussle, and then the ref gets involved, and then Lita is, turns out to be tussling with the ref as Jackie's just standing there. You know what this was, uh, with the exception of that comedy spot there, which yeah. wasn't funny? This was Jackie showing a young green worker that you ain't shit yet. Yep. Uh, she's never seen on the moonsault, so yeah, fine. oh yeah, fuck yeah. Lita with Carries a head nine fucking ACLs. Lita with a head scissors takedown. Lita rolls up Jackie, but celebrates. Jackie then reverses the roll up into another roll up for the win. After the match, though, Lita hits a suplex and D- suplex slash DDT, and then the moonsault on Jackie on her knees. Like yeah. Jesus, yeah, Lita, mean, my damn. God, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, then we get a music video of DX's uh, Run DMC's oh, fast forward to that The shit Kings. Yep. Fuck that. Who directed this piece of shit? Michael Bay, funny God enough. God damn. It is the most was it Nick Cage? second rate hey, like, amateur hour looking video that I've ever seen. It's Tommy Weiss, though. Oh. <laughs> it's the early prelude to the room. Hello there, Stephanie. Oh, hi, Paul. Oh, hi, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get a promo by Shane with the posse. Is the posse all come out dressed up like the people Shane said that they should walk in the shoes of? God damn it. Um, as, I wanted to hate this. I as they're going much. to be competing to in a fatal four-way against the Big Show. Big Show destroys all of them. Well, well, this was an effective build to yeah, Mania, just yeah. for show. Yeah. yeah, this was well done. Show has Rodney trying to do the people's elbow on him, but then he gets up and <laughs> choke slams him. He double choke slams Rodney and Joey Abs, then choke slams Pete Gas, and then he pins all three members at once. Man, it must be nice to be friends with Shane, dog. You can just run in, do this shit, get a nice little paycheck, go back home yep. to whatever the fuck they do in real life. What do they do in real life? Oh, by this point, uh, they had signed a developmental deal, and they were working in Memphis. Okay. They were working to, to, to learn. Oh, my God. They had to have so much heat in Memphis. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. I'm sure some punches from Waller that were a little stiff. 
Sure. Should we go to our next match? As I feel like we've seen this match at least once a week for the past two months. Are we talking it, current program? Yes. It's a six-man tag of two cool Rikishi versus the radicals of Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, and Perry Saturn. Well, at least Eddie's here. It, they switched it up. Eddie's involved now. Well, it's arm healed. Scotty well, tries to do a powerbomb. Uh, and I think that's what happened. I think as soon as Eddie got cleared, Benoit got moved to the Intercontinental title match. Yep. He's like, all right. Uh, Sky tries to do a powerbomb, but Eddie, uh, the powerbomb motion, but then throws Eddie behind him, and Eddie uh, goes off the top rope with rope first. Chua Cool does the running butt bumps into uh, Eddie with Rikishi, finishing off with a stink face. That's screwed. Scotty does the worm on uh, Eddie, and I don't I maybe it's just me, but you can kind of hear them starting to spell it out. Or if not, they're doing the, ooh, ooh, ooh. More of a grunt. Yeah, they're doing the grunt right yeah. now. Uh, Rikishi hits the Rikishi driver on Saturn for the win. Greetings from Hasmere Park. Two cool dances Which until... The driver? Uh, two cool starts to dance after the match until DX comes out to attack Two cool. Uh, the radicals help DX until Kane comes out. Kane gets hit with a chair by X-Pac. Rikishi tries to fight back, but Road Dog hits him with the chair. Cold-ass DX. Hear me out, X-Pac. You don't want to keep fighting Kane? Stop hitting him with shit. Yeah. Leave him the fuck alone. Oh, God. <laughs> this is the worst baseball. Then we get a promo by one Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie wants Ugh. Linda to come out. Stephanie says that, uh, th- here's your, here's your, I'm waiting for your gross joke here. As uh, Vince has shows her more affection, affection towards her than Linda oh, since I she bet. was born. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it. she it does. Rich titties. Ancestral titties. How, uh, how rude of Linda to have to make Steph make her own bed growing up. Her allowance was only 100 bucks a week. When Steph asked for a car, she wanted the uh, turbo, but they just gave her a basic car. I, I liked that part. I was like, that okay. part was good. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the promo. I'm sure this is where he got it from. You ever seen the UFC promo by Chael Sonnen? No. So he grew up in uh, Lake Oswego or some like affluent com- like neighborhood in Portland. Yeah. And he essentially cuts this promo. I will show it to you as I thought. He essentially he's like, you know, there were some there were some years we didn't know if we were going to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. Like I had to drive like a used Mercedes to school. I couldn't get the new ones like the other kids. Like, it's that kind of shit. It's, it's like the mean streets of Westford or something. It's so fucking funny. Nice. It reminded me of that. It's so good. Uh, Stephanie also talks about how uh, when she went to school, her parents only were able to afford her a one-room apartment. You know, this is this is fine until Linda comes out. Yeah. Well, uh, well, well. Uh, well, Linda's out here. She's just listening. Um as she uh, has learned from her mother to use her assets to get more money around here. Um, but that part didn't make sense because Linda doesn't have assets. Wasn't on TV ever. And yeah. Didn't. Yeah. Like, the answer is yes. All right. Then Lin, uh, then Steph says she has her announcement to make and she cocks back and slaps the shit out of her mother. And you can see her already starting to cry. Stephanie. Oh yeah, you can see like the grin before, like the she hesitation yeah. look. Like I, I once she they showed the re- she didn't want to do this. Once she showed the replay, like she, you could have seen the, the facial reaction of Stephanie going, "I don't want to do this." Yeah. Oh, famously, she tells the story that off off air, and once she got to the back, 
she broke down and was inconsolable for like 20 minutes. Like, she did not want to do that so bad. Hunter's like, hey, Chinese still single? Or? <laughs> this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that was, but Vince mean. was very adamant that she slapped the hell out of Linda. In my notes, I have the... She, Stephanie's grin before slapping her face is like, I don't want it. I'm not going to like doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, you could have had, like, her slap Shane and, like, Linda get in the middle of it, get, like, pushed down. Like, he didn't... Linda could have got tripped. Vince was adamant. Well, Stephanie comes out and smile. Uh, Triple H comes out and smiles with uh, Steph as get to give her a big hug as they grin off off camera. Since that's the end of SmackDown, it was hot though. The crowd, yeah. We're we're in peak like soap opera territory. Yeah. Oh yeah. So boys, I, there it is. <laughs> All right. Okay. I mean the first. 12 minutes of Thunder were really fucking entertaining. And then nothing after that. So, boys, then let's go to the ratings, shall we? Last week, Thunder got a 2 as WF got a 4.8. This week, Thunder got a 2.13 and a 4.8 for WWF. Hogan bump. Dude. That point one just kind of lives at 4.8. Yeah. So let's go to our favorite part of the show, the award show. Let's start off with best match. Oh, due to lack of options, I went three count versus the Young Dragons. Yeah, there's uh, nothing from SmackDown that really. I went uh, Benoit and Angle. Didn't go long enough. Yeah, that was my too thing. Much, too much hoo ha. Mm. Uh, worst match. I mean the cat versus Jabroni match of the week. Cat, cat versus, versus dog. dog. Fucking stupid, dude. Jesus. Uh, who's your MVP? Steve Black. He beat up a cow. <laughs> I had nothing. Mm. To, it wasn't a big. It wasn't a great show for anybody, really. <laughs> He beat the it's, fuck out of a cow. It's hard to go against Blackman. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's it's hard to go wait the, uh, go not do that as the way you just put it. Uh, like he the beat last up a few weeks, cow. I've had like Crash Holly, fucking Laparka, yeah. and Steve Blackman as MVPs. <laughs> we're we're on the road to WrestleMania. It doesn't look right. We're ten days away from WrestleMania. Steve Blackman, it's the highlight of the show. Okay, uh, who is your motive? Neither are on TV. Dog. Dog. Yep. I almost went dog. And then Mick Foley cut his fucking promo. I was like, this sucks, dude. That's bad. You're, ugh. It relates to my what the fuck. So, more on that later. Uh, I would go um, dog because you've just been a, a bad mutt. So I did there. Hey, Corey. Yo. WTF. Cat versus dog. <laughs> and then the dog storyline. Get that fucking shit out of here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I can't wait for it in your house. Beware of dog. Beware of dog. No, Be- beware of cat dog. Beware of a McMahon in every corner. Uh, Mr. Wubble. Um This Foley promo highlighted again what Corey talked about uh, on the on the Monday Night War stories. They are actively making the main event worse on every show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every show happens. I'm like, yeah, I care less now about this fucking main event. So that's I'm, cool. I'm completely out right now. This sucks, man. Just, there's no reason for him to be here. This fucking blows. Besides, you you would have to be blind or have never watched wrestling before to know that Foley and Show aren't around for long. No. And it's just going to be Triple H and The Rock. Yep. So Which why didn't you why didn't you just make it that? just had The Rock right. versus Triple H. Yep. Because they thought in 2000, I can tell you because I was, I was keyed in, that wasn't a big enough WrestleMania event. 
And they're not wrong for one reason. They've prostituted that match to death on pay-per-view. They're not wrong, but adding the Big Show and Mick Foley doesn't help it. Oh, I mean, you're right. You put, I don't know, Jericho or Ingram Benoit in it, and then it, and then it elevates the match. You don't do... You really want to make a statement to WCW? Show. You add Benoit to that match. He <laughs> was a world champion when he left. Yeah. I mean, that would really get him. But hey, yeah, whatever. Let's bet Foley back. His blue sweatpants, which means he don't give a fuck. Yep. My WTF is what you just said, mentioned a bit, a little bit ago, of the idea of Vince going, Steph, slap the shit out of your mom. I really don't want to. No, you need no to you're do going it. to. I do it every night. Slap her. She likes it. I don't ask my talent to do anything I don't do. Right. I give Linda the big wiggle every night. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy that when you go to sleep, fellas. Like fucking Vince. Vince doesn't know a goddamn thing about wrestling, but somehow knows Norman Smiley's big wiggle. Oh. oh. Who do you think taught Norman this? Big Dude, wiggle? if they just showed him that clip oh from God. Nitro, yeah. Smiley is signed like a soon Norman's as Norman's the world goddamn yeah, champ. He's, champ. Yeah. he's pinning Triple H in 30 <laughs> seconds, dog. He beat him faster than the Warrior beat him. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Stephanie being. First night in, he's, he's doing that to Rikishi. Oh, Stephanie, for sure. <laughs> for sure, Stephanie. Stephanie and then Rikishi, like Slap two hours like, like an hour later. Backstage. Is it my daughter? Steph- yeah, Stephanie in the ring. <laughs> Rikishi ever, the backstage. Have you ever done a white woman? It'd be like Rikishi, you know, when they zoom it's in like, on yes. it. It's for like Rikishi, for Rikishi when they zoom in on his ass when he's like squatting. Like they could be doing that, like at a different weird angle. So, like, why are they doing that? And then, like, they pan out and you just see Norman <laughs> doing the big wiggle behind him. It's like, what the hell are you doing, man? You know, it's just like. Not to mention, okay, so Crash Holly is fan fucking tastic. In his roles, twenty four seven. Yeah, for sure. But Smiley would be fucking magnificent in that role too. It looks like it, it, scared those ass. like going back and forth, finding different creative ways to beat each other would be yeah. fucking great, dude. And imagine when he gets the belt, scared ass, paranoid Norman Smiley as the twenty four seven champion. Yeah. God, he, he would like handcuff a ref to him. Like <laughs> this ref has to be the one that counts. He's like yeah. paying him off every yeah. week. Because like they tried that when he was screaming Norman for like the yeah. beginning, like him, him paranoid, all this, but then. Now he's I'm a I'm a major player now. It's I gotta prove like, myself to Kevin Nash. Yeah. Weird storyline. Yeah. So this brings then to this week's episode of the midweek war stories as we're continuing our road to WrestleMania. Next week's the final build, the final push. The next go- midweek next we will mark out or no sell for in your house revenge of the McMahons. That's right. Goody. Goody goody. Uh, you can go to NoCellEntertainment.com. That is right, NoCellEntertainment.com, where you can look, find all of our blogs and our uh, podcasts. And you can follow all of us on any social media website. We're on all of them. And like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. 